question for you today. How is your heart? How is your heart? Is it at peace, unrest, full of joy, full of love, full of gratitude? How is your heart? The theme of our readings today can be summed up by the beatitude, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. From our hearts, both good and evil come forth. Our hearts are the center of our actions, where our thoughts are held which we then externalize. It is from our minds and hearts that we are considered virtuous or evil. Our interior thoughts coming from our hearts and minds reveal the degree of purity of our heart. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. This beatitude is much more than just physical chastity. It includes chastity according to one's state in life, but it also permeates to the depths of our hearts. Are our intentions and our actions pure? Is there duplicity in our hearts, saying one thing and doing the other? Does our yes mean yes and our no mean no? What does it mean to be pure of heart? In our first reading, Moses is talking to the Israelites, to his people, urging them to keep the statutes and decrees of the Lord, of the law that was written on stone. They were being given a summary of their journey through the desert. They were reminded of their, their ancestors, how they at times followed the Lord, but at times they did not. The prime example is the worship of the golden calf, the, this great apostasy. Moses is calling upon them now to follow the law of the Lord so that they may have life, so that they will not die because of their unfaithfulness to the Ten Commandments. And he does not want this to happen to the next generation. They're about to enter into the promised land that the Lord is giving them. If they only follow and live out the statutes and decrees taught by the Lord, they will live, they will have peace, and they will see God. For the Israelites to be pure of heart is to humbly welcome the Lord and follow His laws. Our second reading from James quickly follows. The Israelites heard the exhortation of Moses to follow the law of God but James says to be doers of the word, not just hearers. Not just to hear the laws, but to put them into practice in our life. God's word has been planted in us, especially all of us. It's been written no longer upon stone, but is written upon our hearts. The Lord gives us natural hearts. He replaces our stony hearts and gives us natural hearts. We're being called to put into practice what we have heard, what we have, what we have learned in our life, in our faith. And it's given to us because of our baptism. We are invited to practice our faith, our, our religion, in a pure and undefiled way. What does it mean to practice our faith in this pure and undefiled way? It is to live our faith to the best of our ability. To walk the walk and talk the talk as the saying goes. 
to say what we mean and mean what we say. Jesus in our Gospel, He harshly rebukes the Pharisees and the scribes because they do not walk the walk and talk the talk. They, they lack the integrity of heart living out the law of Moses. He calls them hypocrites. It's a very harsh rebuke. The Pharisees and scribes here thought that they were doing the best they could. That they were doing the best better than everyone else. Living out the law of Moses. And instead of Jesus praising them as they expected He would, He offers this harsh rebuke. Jesus corrects them because their hearts were not pure. They did not lift a finger to help the burden that they put on, other, on, their, on their people. Their hearts were far from God. And the Pharisees cared more about the external practices of the law than what was on their hearts. Jesus' beatitude comes to back to mind. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And Jesus lists, lists a number of things that come out of the heart of man at the end of our Gospel that defile Him. That de not Him, but defile the person. Evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. This is quite a list. Our Lord lists all these sins in order to call them to mind so that we can root them out of our hearts for He wants us to be pure of heart in order to see Him. And Jesus wants us to turn back towards Him with faith to help us through His grace to have a pure heart. So what does this, look, this beatitude look like when it is received, when it is being lived out in our life? I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis in his book, The Great Divorce. In this book, it's a reflection on heaven and hell. It's a, the great divorce between heaven and hell. And in the course of his journey, he encounters a man, a weak man, who is walking towards him. And he has a lizard on his shoulder. It's attached to him. He can't, he can't shake it off. It whispers constantly in his ear. It's red. It's, it's evil. And it, this man is weak because this lizard has been whispering to him the lies and has uh, given him a weak heart. Allowed him to be... To not, have, uh, to not have strength. And so this lizard is a symbol of impurity of heart is so attached to the weak man, he feels he cannot live without it. That he cannot, he cannot live his life without this lizard on his shoulder. And then this weak man encounters a strong man. This, this strong man has encountered God. He has chosen Him fully. He has, and He has come back to help those that are weak. To help them to choose the the, uh, the way to heaven, to choose God. And in his conversation with the weak man, the strong man tells him that I can kill the lizard. And the weak man protests. He says, no, no, now's not the day. I can't do it today. He says, now, I need to go get a, get a, um, uh, a referral from my doctor. See, see what he says. 
he keeps putting it off. And the strong man, he, uh, he says, can I kill it? He says, no. How about, no, can I kill it? And eventually, he, uh, the weak man is just finally gives in after much protest. And he, uh, he finally allows the lizard to be killed. The beautiful thing about this is when the lizard is, is killed, is transformed. It is transformed into this most beautiful of stallions. This white stallion that carries him and allows him to get to the heavenly realm. So, what does this mean for us? It is this time of purification that we can live with a pure heart. If we live with a pure heart, it gives us strength. It gives us courage. It, it allows us to live free, to be able to see God in this life. But it, it, it needs, and what happens is that we have to be purified. So it happens through our life that we grow in this purification. And it hurts. It hurts to take a cold shower. It hurts to deny ourselves food and drink. To fast from food on, from meat on Fridays. Not just in Lent. It is through our mortification of our flesh that we grow strong. That our hearts become pure. So that we can see God. We can be magnanimous. We have greatness of soul in our life. So that we can encounter God. We can see Him and be strong. And, and live our life of holiness that God is calling us to live in this life. So that we can see Him in the next. Our brothers and sisters, let us take courage. Let us follow the laws of the Lord that He has given us. They are not to put us in a box. They are to help us to live and to be free and to encounter Him in all things. Let us live the beatitude this day and this week and practice a form of mortification so that we can have a pure heart. We can have a strong heart. We can be magnanimous. We can have greatness of soul. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God.